0: Jeeve Galair folks, you're very welcome to another episode of the Ireland and Beyond podcast. And joining me today is Dara Curran, aka the Guinness Guru, and is the host of his own podcast, Only Cans. Dara, you're very welcome to the program. How are you?
1: I'm good, Paddy. How are you, sir?
0: I'm I'm doing good. I couldn't find uh, I couldn't find a can of Porter in the fridge, but I've got the Guinness shirt, and I'm drinking a bit of whiskey. So Need the tea we'll shirt, have anyway. to- uh, the t-shirt anyway that's it what was he uh, having uh, Black Bush it was, uh, it's the old lads it's all that was in the house so. <laughs> hello folks I would just like to inform you guys about Bobby Hook he's a fitness and mindset trainer based out of Raglan Road in Orlando great Irish pub and what he does is when he's not dancing up on stage he coaches people he works with people like myself you know creative types types that um don't necessarily have access to a gym so it's really perfect for me because i don't have access to a gym and i'm a creative so he understands what it's like balancing you know work life and creativity and we, we've been training together now for the last three weeks i've lost 20 pounds and i couldn't recommend him enough if you're interested hit up bobby hook on instagram at bobby.hook and tell him Paddy Moore sent you. He has limited spots available. It's been great. Like when I travelled to the US for some St. Patrick's Day shows, he made hit workouts for that and was able to work around that as well. So couldn't recommend him enough. Thank you, Bobby.
1: <laughs>
0: it wouldn't be my drink of uh, my drink of choice, but it's pretty good. It gets the job done. Like it's the job
1: done exactly. Yeah, loving the t-shirt, bud
0: so um i suppose you wouldn't know much about me so i'll start this off with a nice story that has to do with guinness seeing as i have the one and only guru on the program i uh, right. my claim to fame came from uh, singing ballads and stuff around the bars in boston and uh, i met damien dempsey once and he told me that ireland's like a painting you have to step back <coughs> from it to appreciate the beauty and that's so true because When I lived in Ireland, I didn't really have a a pride of being Irish. I had no sense of Irishness. and So when I moved to Boston, I got really homesick and I started learning all the ballads and learning all the rebel songs, etc., etc. Got a gig and I was 17 years old singing in this pub in Boston. And this woman was there and she was sending me pints of Guinness all night. And mind you, you have to be 21 over there. So naturally, I wasn't going to refuse free Guinness that I couldn't get otherwise. And so she keeps sending me these pints, and eventually my break comes up, and I start talking to her, and uh, I say, oh, um, you know, just thanks for the Guinness, blah, blah, blah. And she was in her mid to late 20s when I was only 17 at the time, so she probably thought I was a lot older, because I, I look a lot older um, than I am, and I'm six foot 4 you've got a few inches on me, but um, I am kind of <laughs> tall and old looking. So... We, it gets to the point where I was saying, oh, yeah, it's going to suck when I have to go back to Ireland. And she goes, why do you have to go back to Ireland? Why can't you just just say? And I said, oh, well, because I'm going back for university. She goes, oh, what are you, a mature student? I go, no, I'm only 17. And then the attitude changed. She was all bubbly and warm. And then as soon as she heard my age, like a brick wall came up. <laughs> and uh, I go back to start singing. Next thing you know, she boxed up her dinner and left. So... <laughs> just goes Brilliant. to show you the power what age, you now? Goodness. What age am I now 21 it, you're only 21 you do look I a
1: lot older to be fair
0: I know yeah the old mother nature haircut doesn't help but um, ah, sure, look. yeah I build character or whatever they say uh, I don't mind <laughs> it though because obviously like getting served pints especially because I went to school in Boston for like two years I was kind of notorious for being uh, being a bit of a drinker. Like uh, I remember I introduced yeah, yeah. All, all the girls to uh, Bulmer's, which is Magner's over there. And so it was a wild time. I popularized the term mup the Sesh. And everyone was saying it. But they were using it wrong. Like, you know the way here we'd say we're going on a sesh? Yeah. They kind of bastardized it and said, oh, are we going Muppin tonight? And it's like, no, that's not how you use that phrase at all. But
1: gee, that sounds like you're going riding or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, to set the context, um your claim to fame is you started doing these Guinness reviews with a guy named Colsey, and it's very similar to Barstool pizza reviews. And a fun fact, yeah. that that town in Boston that I lived in, Milton, Massachusetts, same town where Portnoy found it, yeah. That's unreal. Yeah, I um, had a slice of
1: pizza in Pat's yeah. Pizza,
0: which is where he did the vast. interview.
1: Yeah, anyone who's kind of, uh, you've obviously done your homework, like you were saying at the start, Paddy, anyone who has been following um, the Guinness Guru from the start, will know, and I've been always very open about it. Um, the the way it got started was, back when Colsey was involved, uh, he sent, he sent me a, a message before any of it started it, w- it was a video of Dave Portnoy doing the pizza review and he said I think this could be a good idea for Guinness and that's what started it all so and I had never heard of Barstool and now I would consider Barstool my uh, t- one of the only real bits of content I would consume and I can't get enough of it so uh yeah you're you're done the, the research all right Paddy
0: yeah, I like to. Sean Evans now would be a huge kind of uh, inspiration, and obviously Joe Rogan, but. Um, and Mark Marin as well. I don't know. I grew up on podcasts because not only did I look older, but I had access to the internet at an awful young age, and where a lot of people were playing, you know, games on their phones. I was listening to fucking podcasts since I was about eight, so I kind of grew up on things. Yeah. But um, would you find yourself like in terms of being this guy that always drinks guinness all the time is there a bit of pressure there or
1: Pre- what What do you mean like when i go to the pub or what
0: yeah like do you feel like you always have to be seen with a pint of guinness in your hand because i know as a musician i'm certainly that way like if i if i sang three days in a row or something and i'm caught drinking water people they give you a dagger eyes
1: yeah um definitely not pressure like i wouldn't i'd be fairly um pretty sure of myself like any any of my mates would would tell you i'm pretty sure of myself i'd never really feel pressure but luckily i do prefer guinness over anything else and even the cans have grown on me um so if i'm in the pub i remember i was in the pub uh it was only a couple of it was christmas 2019 i just started the guinness guru and I was on a Christmas night with my work and I was in the lo- in local in my hometown and I was drinking because I drank Peroni in the restaurant. So I wasn't really asking going on to Guinness then. So when we got to the pub, I think I just had Coors or Heineken or something. And a few lads were, were like, oh, you fucking touch you to Guinness, guru. But like <laughs> it wouldn't make me go and change to Guinness, if you know what I mean. But but generally, if I'm in the pub, I would drink to Guinness. Um, there'd be a bit of pressure in terms of like... I don't know people always been like oh is it good here is it not good people say "Oh, I'm going to this pub is it good and I might have only had one pint there and scored it and I'm sure you're trying to tell them but now look to me it's all a bit of crack and I never take never take it too seriously you know
0: yeah you recently did a, a few Instagram stories of the most expensive pints that people have paid for And uh, to my surprise, $8.50 in Mr. Dooley's Boston did not make the list, which is crazy because that's the most I've ever paid for a pint. Do you see yourself in the future maybe when everything is lifted or in an ideal world going on like a world tour of just pint reviews?
1: That is like my dream. My dream is to... I just started the podcast, like you said, uh, to just keep ticking away at that until I can get back to pubs. And then my, my dream life would just be podcast episode a week, an episode of Guinness Guru a week. And first, I want to cover Ireland. I want to go. I want to just keep doing what I was doing on, just before the lockdown. So I had yeah. to hit around four or five towns around kind of locally. And then, yeah, I, I've just I just want to go everywhere like imagine guinness guru and dingle galway kilkenny cork fucking the Hinch, killarney all these spots grow it grow it grow it and then head over to maybe london you know you can go to some of the shit london guinness places <laughs> and then further afield, um america everything absolutely i just think it's it's unlimited content and they would only get better and better so yes is the answer
0: yeah um The theme of this podcast, Ireland and Beyond, is mainly talking to musicians and creators in the diaspora. And while you wouldn't fall under that category necessarily, I know you spent some time in New Zealand. Earlier on I was mentioning how um, they say Ireland's like a painting, you kind of have to step back to appreciate it. When you went to New Zealand for that year, did you find yourself becoming more Irish than you were or...
1: Yeah, so man, Paddy, you've all the info on me. Hope you've hope nothing you're going to expose me with now. <laughs> um, when I went to New Zealand, yeah, definitely you would... One thing I found about New Zealand was... Now, don't ask me to speak Irish because I'm useless. But I found, like, in school, I didn't couldn't have given a shit about learning Irish. And then when I was in New Zealand, all of a sudden, if someone... Because there was a lot of Irish over there, like in the hostels and stuff. And if someone spoke Irish i'd be i'd be trying to have a conversation i'd be like trying to get them to teach me and stuff and all of a sudden you care because i don't know maybe because you're you're away from your own country or something but yeah definitely i think anywhere you go as an irish person the the initial reaction you get is generally good it's like oh you're irish oh that's that's good like you know so it's it's something to be you're always kind of very proud of and definitely when i went abroad um yeah i probably wasn't too patriotic before that but but since that it does it does bring it out when you go there and when I a week after I got there it was Paddy's day and it was very much like it was there was a couple of Irish I was in a hostel there was a couple of Irish people a lot of English and then whatever and it was very much like you're super proud that you were one of the few Irish you know
0: yeah yeah absolutely and uh, were you still a big Guinness drinker back then
1: not really, to be honest. Like this is the thing. This is why I, the the name guru comes into question because I probably only been. Well, I went to New Zealand in 2016. Um, I had probably started drinking Guinness just before I left, but then when I went to New Zealand, I wasn't really drinking Guinness because it was about 11 euro for a fucking pint. Yeah. So and I was broke as fuck, so I wasn't going to be doing that. And then when I, it was kind of when I came home from New Zealand, 2017 until now that i've been kind of more serious about the guinness you know
0: yeah that's a similar time it's exactly the same timeline as when i was in boston because before like i you know i'm kind of like a caterpillar i i i went through a huge transformation when i went to boston and that's when i started drinking as well because when i lived in ireland i just didn't really feel the need or, or the want like there'd be people i remember at discos and whatnot people be drinking fucking buckfast and I I didn't want to be anywhere near that but then I come back and all of a sudden I'm slugging pints and drinking bucky and all this kind of stuff just completely different person but uh, I think I think it is a good thing and it's an unfortunate situation we're in now because a lot of young people I think should travel like I think you should go on at least one trip abroad to realize (laughs) like that your life at home isn't actually as bad as you know, people have this mentality of the grass being greener on the other side, but it's only when you move away that you realise home is actually grey crack.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, when I went to New Zealand, in the first few weeks, I was like, yeah, I'm going to stay here for a few years, get sponsored, all that stuff, and then pretty soon I was thinking, I don't know, I'll, I'll stay for the year and go home, be happy out. Um, but you said about the young people, but well, I definitely also feel for the young people at the minute that they, like, you know, when you kind of turn say like the year you turn 18 you only get that once and if you're 18 now and you're locked up you're not getting that experience of a oh, first time in a nightclub or let's be honest more like fucking 17 pushing up <laughs> first time oh, i got in and all oh, they 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 uh, they served me and all this and i uh, yeah you would feel for the young people and and then again with the traveling like if you were when i was kind of i went when i was 22 just about to go 23 if i had to wait another 18 months i don't know if i'd have gone because ne- i'd nearly felt ah like maybe i should start looking to get a bit more serious now so oh that's yeah you would feel for them all right
0: yeah um where did you get the idea for the intro music on only cans because that's one of the first things that stood yeah. out to me i've heard both episodes and they are quite funny
1: <laughs> what do you think of the music
0: Ah, it's class. I don't know where you came up with it, but it's good. Cool. It's Snoop
1: Dogg isn't it? <laughs> so it is. So um it went like I I really wanted to have I, I'd been planning this podcast for four or five months before the, the first episode came out and I was in no rush. And um I didn't even have the name. And then the name popped into my head around, I since about probably August of last year, I'd said I want to do a podcast. Name popped into my head around October. Um, and then I was just slowly growing. I was asking loads of people. And and like, I've, I've, I've the next kind of like 10, 15 episodes all planned out. So it's grand. But with the song, I was very much like, I'm doing a podcast. I want it to be. I want people to... I want there to be something in the podcast where people hear it and, and they they know it's my podcast, you know? So I thought, yeah. right, team tune. Then I was like, only cans, uh, only man, like, I'm trying to think only man. And then I was like, peroni man, whatever. And, and I had it with... I had it a sim- fairly similar lyrics written over a kind of just, like, chill, like, non-copyright YouTube beat. And then I have to give credit to my girlfriend, who basically said that would sound cool over a sort of like nineties West Coast. Because I, I, I like I love Snoop Dogg, and that Gin and Juice is one of my favorite songs. And she was like, "Yeah, one of those kind of like West Coast." And then I looked up like free sample of Gin and Juice, downloaded it, and I was like, "Yeah, this just works perfectly." And and that was that.
0: Yeah. Behind every good man, there's a great woman, or isn't that the expression?
1: That is the expression, yeah. So it was her touch of, it would have been the same, but it wouldn't have had that sort of, I feel like it's very me with the little gin and juice sample in there, because that's my favorite type of music, like that 90s, kind of just cool, easy going West Coast sort of hip-hop. So yeah, I'm, I'm delighted with it. I have, to be fair, had a good few people say they liked the song, because I was a bit worried so, obviously, I'm not a fecking rapper or anything, and I, and I didn't try to come across, like... I didn't try to come across, like, I was trying to be a serious rapper. That's why even at the end, it's kind of like, only gun. like, it's just a bit... Like a crack ball. No, I'm I'm happy with how it turned out.
0: Yeah, I don't listen to much. Um, I'm very biased in that I listen to, like, a lot of American folk, and I listen to a lot of Irish folk, obviously. Like, I've got Damien Dempsey tattooed on my arm. Well, you can't see it, but it's there. Anyway, um... You so they have been yeah. huge influences of mine, but uh you ever listened to like my, Ma- oh sure you did a video with Mango, didn't you? Mango Dazzle from Mango Madman.
1: Yeah, yeah. I did uh I, I know him because he went to the same school as me. He was a few years ahead. But um so I kinda he wouldn't I don't I, I don't know if he's from Ashburn, but he would have been hanging around Ashburn back in the day um and then I would have just kind of seen him at a few different things in the last couple of years. And then I asked him, he was my first guest back in probably November 2019. And to be fair to him, he said yes. Because uh, he loves his Guinness and I kind of knew him anyway. He said yeah. And there was, I think to YouTube, literally had like 10 subscribers or something at the time. <laughs> so uh, that was sound to him. Um, but were you going to ask a question about him? or? Oh yeah. Sorry, well, I gotta cut your cut.
0: I was... No, it's fine. Like, the riff-raff is grand. That's what I kind of live for. But I was yeah. getting into Irish rap, and I was using him as an example. Like, would you be a fan of his? Or I listen to a lot of kneecap. Now, my Irish isn't great. I'm not yeah. fluent, but I know enough to kind of get me by.
1: Yeah. Well, funny story about Mango, um, and I'm sure he won't mind me telling you this, and it, it all worked out perfectly, but for the Only Cans intro, I actually messaged him, and I had it written, and I said... Look, I'm not a rapper. I'd love to have your voice on this, and he basically just said in no uncertain terms, "Like, I'm good. I'm, I don't really, not really into doing team tunes. I think you should just do it yourself." And I was like, "No, no problem at all." So it worked out. But just that's a funny little backstory about Mango. I do listen to. Uh, I would like Mango. Um, I've kneecap I wouldn't know really anything about. Are they the? Are they from Belfast? No.
0: They are, yeah. Oh, they're savage. You now, you have to have the cupola fuckle. But even yeah. if you don't, like, their beats are very old school, like, that 90s, you know, kind of sound. Some of them are a little newer. They kind of have a similar beat to, like, old school versatile. Like, I don't know if you'd be familiar with their older stuff yeah. that's just on YouTube. But, yeah, I don't listen to much rap yeah. then outside of them. And maybe it's just my uh, my love for Ireland bias. That I
1: there's a guy, um, and I, I used him in one of my TikToks and he, he got on to me saying, Oh, thanks. I actually got a few streams off you now. He wouldn't be big yet anyway. His name is Conman Conrad, but he he does that. He he has a real sort of like just real smooth sort of flow and it's over that kind of sort of nineties just easy going So I've been actually I've been talking back and forth to good bit with him and I was saying I uh, I uh, on using a bit of his stuff in videos in the future because, um, it's good to obviously uh help out a lot, kind of local lad, but yeah, he's someone I'm definitely enjoying at the moment. But Mango, yeah, Mango has some absolute belters to be fair to
0: him, yeah, he does. I want to try and get him on next. I've gotten uh, a good, <laughs> good few, um, Owen Colgan, yourself, three bucks left, a lot of musicians I know, um, but yeah, it's just. It's mad because when I came up with the idea for the podcast, obviously, like yourself, I had a lot of planning and I kind of had the first 25 guests secured because, you know, there's 52 weeks in a year, 25 guests, that's half the year, and then I'll worry about the other 25 when the time comes. And... Um It's crazy just the amount of people that said yes. And so I have to give credit where credit is due. Thanks for coming on because I am a a fan of the content and I appreciate you coming on because I'm sure we'll both grow a small bit like this, you know. You'll get a few more Bostonians listening anyway. That's the main thing.
1: Yeah. Viva la la stool, as they say.
0: Yeah, that's it. I'm going to clip that now. I'm going to clip that. I don't know anyone working for Barstool or interning for them, but I tell you, I wish I did. It's a pity he went to New York because... Well, honestly,
1: that... Yeah, now go on.
0: I was just saying, it's a pity he went to New York because if he was still in Milton, like it'd be easy to track him down. But anyway, you're going to say something there about Vivalist too?
1: Uh, well, I think, I think he is... In the last few months, especially with the Barstool fund, Dave Portnoy has just absolutely... Gone up a million levels. I, even if he was in Milton, I don't think you could track him down. But yeah that would be like a, I don't really set goals for the Guinness Guru because it's I don't really like saying oh I want to have X amount of followers or X amount of podcast listens by this time because at the end of the day you're not really in control of it. You can just make you make your best podcast and you just hope it spreads around. Um, but a very personal goal, not even a goal, but something that would just be unbelievable would be to get some involvement with barstool and any even if it was in 10 years time just to I, I i don't even know what it would be but even if it was just to get someone from barstool to do if i went to say new york and i got someone from barstool to do uh, a guinness review with me just for five minutes or something and um, that would be that would just be like an absolute life goal but we'll see what happens
0: yeah It's funny, I don't know, uh, right now we're recording this episode early February, probably won't be out till around uh, March, I think. About four weeks from today it'll be out. But um, have you invested in any of the Dogecoin or any of the meme stonks or anything?
1: Well, the fact that I don't know what you're talking about would would make the answer a no.
0: Okay, well basically Portnoy has become sort of a working class hero once more. Um, although he's gotten a bit of slack flack in the last 24 hours, but basically, you know this GameStop thing that's going on.
1: I, I'm trying to wrap my head around a patty, but I'll be honest with you. No matter how much I look into it, I think it's just because I just have no interest in trading. That yeah. as much as I, I I watch and try to figure it out, it just it just goes in one ear and out the other because I I think I, I don't I don't really want to. No, you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. But uh, he became sort of a working-class hero because he was telling all the CEOs of all these other apps that weren't allow- allowing people to trade, which brings value of the shares down. If you can only yeah. if you can only sell but you can't buy, it decreases value because of supply and demand or whatever. And um, so he was on every news network, like from Fox News to CNN, all over the place, just saying people need to be put behind bars and if anything that has just made them so much bigger because there's been a few cancel attempts at them and even with caller daddy that went through a rough phase or whatever but they just keep bouncing back and it's great to see and i hope the success stays with them because
1: yeah well the thing about bars still is like and whether you like it or not and if you're like uh trying to grow a brand like either of us are the way they've grown in the the last 10-15 years it's every time they've gotten into a massive controversy and they haven't backed down, they've been in the shit and they've swam in it and they haven't backed down and it's put them on the map. And it's probably not the best way to think of it. You don't want to be thinking, Oh, I need to get into controversy, bro. But that is how they've done it. And because they've tried to cancel them in Portland, I said, come at me. I'll fucking fight you for like online, you know? So that's, that's why they're they are where they are, you know?
0: Yeah. Um, is there any Irish, like similar content creators that you might want to link up with in the future for something like if you had to build your own barstool sports? Obviously, I guess Joe Dot, not even Joe I guess they'd be kind of similar, but let's just say your Irish portnoy, who you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. So the thing, this is the thing. This is like obviously for now it's just the Guinness Guru, but. As, as it seems like you have listened to a lot of stuff I've done in the last few months and whatever podcast. And I'm very open about the fact that I want to build the guru brand to be obviously more than just talking about Guinness and bars to the barstool model will be the best one for me to base it off. And, and you mentioned Joe.ie and nothing against Joe.ie great company and all. I just find, I find in 2021 people are, are a lot more open to sort of more like racy kind of content I don't mean, like, offensive. I just mean, like, being open about talking about even the likes of talking about sexual stuff and all that, like, it's, it's pretty accepted now, and I find with jo- say, Joe.E is by far the biggest male sort of content company in Ireland, and I, I personally, I don't even follow it, because I just find it so boring. I find it so PG, safe for work. Oh, look at this. Look at this granny... Uh, going to the shop and this person did a nice thing for her. like I couldn't <laughs> care less. Uh, I yeah. I want to grow a brand where people can can say like can can walk that fine line and they can get away with it. And if someone comes for them, you, you can you can fuck off. So in terms of people, I'd like to link up with um, uh, no one, loads of different people. Obviously, like you want to be swimming with the big dogs like the likes of you know two johnnies would be great to do a video with someday and um, rory stories but sure i i know rory well so i know that if i wanted him to do something he would but yeah. also you don't want to be you don't want to be just milking it milking the friendship either yeah um and yeah like i've been listening to a lot of blind boy lately but I don't really think I'd link up with him, but I just like his content. But that's the thing. And I'm, I, the thing is, Paddy, I'm not like saying I'm better than anyone, but I personally don't feel like there's anyone currently doing what I want to be doing, if you know what I mean. Even the two yes. Johnnies are, they'd be fair, even on their podcast, I know they'd they they they'd be kind of racy enough, like they, they had the girl on from OnlyFans and all that, but I still feel like they and and they're, they obviously are doing unbelievable, but I yeah. would, I'd be, I'd feel like my thing would be a bit like the two Johnnies, less, m- more kind of, less kind of farmery and more <laughs> kind of that you can just say whatever the fuck you want and we'll all stick together and kind of get away with it. But it's not gonna nothing crazy, but just just really open sort of content.
0: Yeah, and I find that uh, increasingly more and more. Because the mainstream is so, and this doesn't matter if you're in Ireland or America, I've noticed on both sides, but the mainstream seems to be towards, and I hate saying it because it's a cliche, but there's definitely a sort of like a, a cancel culture. Like you say the wrong thing and your your career's over. Um, and I think people are growing increasingly sick of that, especially now with being locked down. Last thing you want is your favorite comedian to go under the bus because... You know, they took a picture. I don't know. The, I'm just making an example up, but you know, similar things have happened. I guess it's um, so. I yeah. think I think there would be a space for something like that in in Ireland, and it wouldn't even be. You know, expats would probably like it too because Ireland still, even though we're a very open country, um, even when you're abroad, like other countries are just a bit more kind of open. I guess I don't know.
1: Yeah. and like the the thing is when like that if you say something and someone could say oh that's that's real sexist misogynist and you shouldn't say that. Let's just say and I, I don't I'm not going for, coming for Joe.ie or anything but let's just say right Joe.ie had a video up and it was three lads talking about a, a match and one of them dropped some sort of a comment that was taken as being sexist and then it was it was all over the internet joe.e this guy's sexist. most likely joe.e will come out and apologize and be like so sorry didn't mean it's come across like that whereas i would guru the 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 style would be i'm sorry like you didn't like it that's not my fault fuck off and i yeah. find that lads fucking love that shit like you just again going back to Portnoy, it's like this is my brand if you don't like it fuck off and that that sort of like fuck the system it's us against everyone else lads will really rally behind that and, and that's the sort of thing i'd be trying to grow now don't get me wrong i'm not going to involve myself in controversy for no reason but yeah. it's just a if i feel like what i said is is acceptable and like i'm, I'm not just going to back down i'm not going to back down for the sake of my my to keep my good name you know i just think that's it's that's what it's all about now and it's oh sorry for this and sorry for this fucking tweet 20 years ago that sort of thing now if you don't like it good luck
0: yeah and then another thing as well is it kind of assumes that you knew you were being malicious if you apologize because i could say something that i didn't know like the biggest example for me now would be uh there was this game growing up in school called Chinese whispers but Americans don't call it that they call it telephone because that's obviously like a racist term but growing up I didn't know any better so if I call it Chinese whispers and I apologize it kind of implies that oh I knew better but I chose to um yeah, to offend but people it's, it's
1: one thing it's one thing Patty apologizing if you can if you like you educate yourself and then you realize okay I shouldn't have been saying that, but like something as, as fickle as that, you just got to say, would you ever fuck off? Yeah.
0: yeah. It's uh similar. I did a, do you know Andrew Schultz, the comedian at all?
1: Uh, I think so. Black hair.
0: Yeah. He, he does a podcast with Charlemagne and I ended up singing Caledonia on one of his live streams back in the first lockdown, almost a year ago now. It's like Groundhog Day. But um, I sang Caledonia on it. That's and pretty he, cool. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, one of the highlights of my virtual career, I guess. Because that would have been one of my only gigs of 2020 when you think about um, my Paddy's Day shows were cancelled and all that. But um, yeah. he's huge with just saying whatever the fuck he wants and not apologizing. And even Netflix took him on to cover subjects that a lot of other comedians maybe wouldn't, you know. So I think there is something about like uh, hunkering down and sticking to your guns because people, people can see through the aut- authenticity no matter what the narrative is or whatever the you know status quo is. People do have a sixth sense for uh, genuine people. So I think something like that would be yeah. would be great. Have yeah, you any that's, idea? That's
1: what, what I've kind of. Go on, what was the question? Have you any?
0: Any idea what you would call it? Like,
1: well, to be honest with you, it would just keep the name Guru, and yeah. whether it's either adding something onto the end. I've I've had I'm, I've written down a million things. You no know, Guru Media, Guru TV, or just Guru. But I'm not really sure. But to be honest with you, Patty, that that won't be I won't be crossing that bridge for at least I'd say another two years. Like I want to just. Oh, absolutely! Hell for letter on the Guinness Guru videos, only cans, but also while... kind of show. Uh, only cans is good because I can show my sort of personality more than the, especially the real short. Say like something like TikTok. You're not. I literally don't put my personality across whatsoever on that. Guinness Guru is just kind of getting into it, um, and like that, people will, people will see that I am trying to be my my number one the most important thing for me is authenticity and just being genuine and it's it's easy to do that at the start it's going to be more of a challenge when it gets bigger and you're getting offers like you know you're getting you know like the typical thing is the the instagram kind of sponsor posts and they're, someone sends you a script and you you're just going oh thanks to i don't know sky tv oh it's it's in these dark winter nights it's nice to watch it like i hate that shit yeah oh what if i what if i get big on instagram and i'm offered two grand for a fucking instagram post and i have to pay me bills you know so it's all it's kind of all talk for now but we'll see can i keep up the authenticity as we go on but um yeah the name would just be it would definitely be guru or something because I, I i love i actually love the the word guru just the way it looks and stuff so we'll keep that
0: yeah i um i've been taken to doing like five mile walks which i know is insane but it's, it's kind of good for my mental health, um, especially in the lockdowns. Like, I didn't even realize how much I loved walking, but I used to walk to, like, school and, and work and stuff. And for the last while, college has been all online. So I'm staring behind a computer screen every damn hour of the day because classes are online, homework's online, it's all online. And I was listening to, um, I was actually listening to Inside Guru. And you guys were talking about the history of who came up with the name. <laughs> Uh, I was listening to that this morning. So it was yourself that came up with Guru, right?
1: Yeah. Um I'm trying to think back to that. Yeah, so anyone who doesn't know what Inside Guru is the old podcast I used to do with Cozy, who who was the guy I set it up with. Um and yeah, I suppose luckily for me now, we we were we both kind of taught the other came up with the name, so it wasn't as if I was saying, no, Cozy, I definitely came up with the name, we were both kind of like the Jew, and then I, I went back, very first few minutes, ma- or not the very first, because it took us a while, to come up with that, but um, I went all the way back, and, and yeah, luckily for me, we we had, we just had point reviews, and then we had like, maybe the Guinness man, and then the Guinness guy, and I was trying to, I was trying to be like, uh, you know, keep the G, keep it with a G, so it was the Guinness guy, then I, then, yeah, I just said, what about Guinness Guru? And, and that was that.
0: Yeah, it would be kind of cool to see whenever the pubs open back up again, if you got onto some app developer or something and had like a virtual, almost sort of like Pokemon Go, but for pubs and pints, and people could just do their own reviews. I think, I think there's something there with that as well.
1: Yeah, there is. Um, I'll be honest with you, I actually spoke to a couple of these young lads a few months ago about a, an app like that doing um, like the the Barstool one-by app, so mm-hmm. I would go somewhere, I'd give it a score, but then the, the followers can give it a score, so it'd be an average of their score as well, but I, I never really heard back from the lads, to be honest. But it would definitely be something I'd look into, and if anyone, I'd like to think if anyone was ever going to come up with that app, they would approach me, because I know there's there's other Guinness pages on Instagram that are far bigger than mine, but mine's the only one that actually has a face. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, definitely I'd say within the next two years, there probably will be some sort of an app.
0: Yeah, well, there's a call to action here now for anyone listening. If you want to develop yeah. an app about points, get on to... Uh, yeah. What's the best way I'll to reach The is? Instagram is, is it? DMs, is
1: it? Um... Instagram DMs, probably... Emails probably better, to be honest, because the thing with the, the Instagram is, if I... Say if I'm sitting in my gap on a Saturday night and I'm doing all these question boxes and polls and all, you could get... I could have... And I'm not trying to sound like I'm great at but you could have, like, 50 to 100 unopened messages then. It could even just be... you know those reactions, like someone sending you thumbs up and all? So... It's mm-hmm. it's, at times it can be kind of hard to get through the Instagram messages. So if you want to properly get me, just the Guinness guru at gmail.com
0: Right, I know um, I know a few students. I don't know any anyone in development courses, but I, I do know someone that uh, is a MIT retiree. So maybe there's a connection there. I don't know. I'll send this podcast yeah. on. And- See that's
1: yeah. But that's the thing about the app. Like I I'd be very much just like. If someone said, "We'll do all the app work and then you just promote it." I'd be like, "Grand, I wouldn't have a fucking clue about making an app." Do you know what I mean? So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um The old whiskey has got to the brain now. I forgot what I was going to say. The,
1: the um, strong Bushmills.
0: Yeah. I've I've been off the drink for a while too. I don't know. Do you uh, do you ever go on on these kind of, you know, detox phases, or do you just continue life as normal?
1: Um. No, I don't. But luckily for me, I would say like a very healthy relationship with drink. Like I, I when I was younger, don't get me wrong, I was fucking. I'd get when I was twenty one, twenty two pissed every weekend, loved it, party fucking party until all hours now I'm 27 going on 28 I'm very much able to have a few pints, go home, I generally if I'm with the lads I'd be the first one to go home at like 11 or 12 o'clock um, so even with the dry January stuff I've never done it because I just never felt like depriving myself of those couple of beers on a Saturday night If I just because it's January I can't Um, I'm sure you would feel good after it but also I don't really go mad at Christmas either I don't drink ahead of myself at Christmas and eat like a fucking I'll eat bad on Christmas day and then that'll be pretty much it so I don't really I feel like these detoxes are are um, aftermath of going on a like two or three weeks of eating and drinking shite and then feeling guilty and then you feel like oh I have to detox but I, I luckily can I keep it pretty level, you know.
0: Yeah. I suppose it helps that uh what you're six seven, aren't you?
1: <clears throat> six seven, yeah.
0: Yeah, so obviously the bigger you know, the bigger the height you are, the more alcohol you yeah. can handle. So that also you goes know, to your goes advantage to as well. <laughs> yeah. I um like I don't know about you when you first started drinking, but when I first started drinking like I'd be spending more money than all my friends because I was the biggest of everyone. It took me the longest to get a, any bit of a buzz. Like, I'd be spending fucking seventy quid with the taxi and everything. <clears throat> Ridiculous. I don't miss that anyway with the lockdown. Yeah. I do miss the pubs, but not fucking yeah, I would, spending money.
1: Yeah, I would find um, like yeah. When I was younger, I just fucking I drink so much before I even went anywhere, and then when I was out, I just spend whatever. But I do find now, it would take me a good bit to get drunk, but luckily, I'm, yeah, 27 going on 28, I'm not really going out to get that drunk anymore, don't get me wrong, the odd time, if you're going on like a stag or something like that, you are, but generally if I get to the pub on a Saturday night, I have the self-control, and you can call me shy, crack, whatever, but I do have the self-control to have me good feed a porter and go home.
0: Yeah, what's your ideal pub?
1: <clears throat> oh there's a pub called uh, the becks it's just outside of ashburn and it's pretty pretty ideal as they come it's it's on a, a country road and you blink you'll miss it and if you and if you walk out in front of the pub you can be hit by a feckin truck because they go by so quick yeah um get yeah, middle of nowhere fire's always on um just very quiet you know you can go up you won't be fecking annoyed by anyone just sit in the corner with your lads my ideal pub like that is just um cozy warm small uh, in a corner and obviously the most important thing is the guinness has to be immaculate
0: yeah you know i might have just mentally found your dream pub do you ever hear the blue light
1: no, but I don't know, is it you or is it there's a couple of people on Instagram that often text me and say you need to go to the Blue Light.
0: It could be me, I don't know, I have two Instagram accounts, I have the Paddy Moore, like the Big Patty account, which is probably where most of my engagement would come from, then obviously the podcast one, Yeah. but the Blue Light is great because it's all the things you're talking about, not only do they have good music like they'll have a session on on a Wednesday night I think it is, a live band on Saturday called The Receipts, but um, they have a turf fire in there. The Guinness is amazing. And then what's even the best part of it all is it's in the Dublin mountains. So you have the best view of Dublin besides maybe the Guinness factory. You know, it's, I can't speak more highly of that Pope.
1: Yeah. Especially no, for sounds, Dublin as thing, well. Like I, I keep getting these messages, to um, you know, in the last nine months and it's, Oh, you need to go to this pub. You need to go to that pub, and like I'm really thinking when I get them, like, I fucking know, but I can't go. Like, Jesus, <laughs> I must have a thousand pubs on the list now. You know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, where you keep mentioning Ashburn, so I, I assume you're a Meads man, are you?
1: Ashburn is in Mead. I know. I sound like I'm from Dublin. It's uh, it's five minutes over the border. It's kind of north northwest of Dublin you're in Ashburn
0: yeah so would it be far for you to get to like Dublin city centre
1: no 20 minutes in the car
0: oh wow that is close that is close
1: yeah um 20 minutes to the airport as well so it's, it's ideal
0: and it's not the price of Dublin either so that's even better well I assume it's not but
1: could be yeah no it wouldn't be as bad yeah
0: yeah Speaking of things not being as bad, um, how do you judge like social media because you're obviously very controlled with drinking as you said. Do all the numbers and stuff fuck with your head, like with social media, you know, all these likes, all these DMs, all that kind of crack.
1: Um I, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying fuck with my head. Um I'm I'm very I said to myself when I started the Guinness Guru, just keep going and you'll get a break. And luckily for me, that break I got was on TikTok. And I my TikTok I started it and it went from zero to two hundred thousand followers in like two months or something crazy. And kinda ever since then I've I've just said to myself if say I post a podcast and it whatever it only gets this amount of plays. I can't be I can't be bitter about that I can't be upset about that like I've gotten that break and that break has uh, like the, the TikTok brought my my Instagram from something like 4000 to 12000 or something like that so no any any time I any lately where if I if I post something it doesn't really get much reaction I just kind of slap myself in the back of the head and remind myself that I've been very lucky and and I got a break but I do I do appreciate what you're saying because I always say this. The first, it took us, me and Cozy, we were going into town every week and we, we must have posted. It took us three months to get to the 100 subscribers on YouTube and we we kind of thought, I do know, we'll get 100 subscribers in no time. And we were, the thing is, like they say, oh, you have to be consistent. We were unbelievably consistent. We were posting mm-hmm. three videos a week and it still took like whatever at like 12 13 weeks we'd be we i i, I have messages there screenshotted I've, i i just screenshot and keep everything from the starts and even from now because in a year's time you look back and go it's like that if, you, if if i post something now and it only gets x amount of views i look at a year's a year back and i'd have been absolutely delighted with that amount you know yeah. so yeah like we'd be sending each other we'd be like Oh look, this this video just hit thirty views. That's that's decent, isn't it? Which like, and now, now even YouTube still wouldn't be great, but like now they'd get two, three, four thousand and and you just have to compare that. And once you look back, it's such a cliche. But if you look back, then you're laughing.
0: Yeah, you. There's a. I'm not in AA or anything, but there's this AA <laughs> expression: compare despair. Like, if you keep comparing yourself to other things or other people, you're always going to be down. You have to look at where you are and where you were, and that's where you'll see success.
1: Yeah.
0: I kind of fucked myself over a small bit, because over the summer, I recorded a song with Steve Wickham from the Waterboys, and it got, like, 10,000 streams in the first 10 days or something. Then it peaked around 16,000 streams. I haven't recorded any music since. But when I came out with the podcast there six weeks ago, I thought, oh, this is going to be fucking watch out Joe Rogan. Here I come. And I think in the first 24 hours, I only had something like 20 plays, but I had to remind myself that like, you know, you can't just expect because people listen to a three minute song that has an already huge star on it, that they're going to listen to you talk shite for an hour and a half. It's just not realistic. But, um, yeah it's it's tough and i was listening to you um this is i swear i'm not in the fbi or anything i was just doing my due diligence but <laughs> i heard you on no, it's, a, it's good another podcast called like no risks or i don't know they were english people anyway and you said
1: that growth to greatness
0: yes you said that your whole mantra is having quantity over quality and i thought that was pretty interesting
1: Um, yeah like I said on that podcast and like I'll probably say a million times in the future um, p- uh, for most things in life yeah quality over quantity but when you're posting content on social media the thing I've learned is you can think uh, let's just say right this podcast you're doing this podcast with the Guinness Guru and you're thinking oh this could be this could this be a great one everyone's going to love this and it gets fucking five plays and then you do a, con- a you do a podcast with some random or that, has no following, and it gets, I don't know, a few hundred or whatever. You, like, there's no... As much as you can look at algorithms and all that bollocks, there's no way of knowing what's going to do well and what's not going to do well. So you need to just get as much fucking... And the way I think I said it on that, like, you need to literally shit all over social media with as much content as possible. And there's more chance then of, of something going big. Like, like my... My YouTube channel, I I posted a video of my me cutting my own hair, and that absolutely exploded. It's like three hundred thousand views. Made it to onto the James Corden show. It was me cutting my hair on the Guinness Guru channel. But like, who gives a fuck? No one. Like, and that got me. That probably doubled my YouTube from like eight hundred subs to about two thousand in like two months, and. And the people who are following me, they're not going to look back and go, oh, it was the haircut. No one even remembers. So, yeah, yeah, definitely quantity. Like, it obviously has to be decent stuff, but you can't be, like, spending... Because I've done it. Like, I had an old YouTube channel where I'd spend two... I'd record a video and I'd spend weeks editing it, and it'd get about 200 views. Is this Buckle Up? because you're not... Buckle Up, yeah. (laughs) You know, fucking everything. And I was very proud of Buckle Up. But the problem was I was posting about once a month and there's just, there's no way of growing. So yeah, just trying to, and I get lads messaging me saying, any tips on growing on TikTok and Instagram? And I've said to them, post every day on TikTok for the next three months and get back to me. And then I've gone back and checked and they stopped after two days.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough to keep the, the old creative juices flowing. But I think with this niche you've found for yourself you've definitely made a mark and do you find yourself kind of struggling with with ideas of how to keep it fresh because obviously earlier you talked yeah. about one to the spanning outside guinness and maybe just making a guru or what have you <clears throat> what are some of the challenges there
1: yeah massively struggling for content obviously i was unbelievably lucky to so I when when the lock, first lockdown came, I just said to myself, "No matter what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stop posting." And I was posting these shitty like craft beer reviews, getting a couple of hundred views on YouTube, whatever. And then I did the haircut one, and it got three hundred thousand, and that was a result of me just saying, "I'm just not gonna stop posting." Simple as that. So as much as the content has dried up, I'm still kind of like that now. And then I was luckily with the TikTok that just exploded so again that was a result of not stopping posting now it's going to a stage where there's just no more guinness content going but luckily i think i started the podcast at the right time where i just know every week right i am have I have a podcast coming out on whatever tuesday or wednesday i need to have an episode ready and i don't struggle for content for that because only cans you can you can if you look at it, it i don't really have the guinness guru branded all over it it's more like just says Guru and then it's Only Cans. Only Cans is, is going to be very just open, like obviously trying to keep it alcohol-related most of the times, but if it goes away from that, I don't really mind. So, yeah, yeah the, the, I'm, I'm happy enough content-wise for now because it's just, all I, for my plan for the next year is just podcast a week, um, put a few clips and stuff on social media, try to get a few more listens, and then when I can get back to the pubs, uh, do one of them a week.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a pretty solid plan, and uh, I admire you for that, because the start of lockdown, I thought I was going to be writing songs every week, and sure, I have no fucking, I have no inspiration to write at all, and part of me is upset about it, but then when I try and do it, then nothing comes out, so it's like I can't really force it. Um, but yeah, it's, so the the podcast kind of keeps me busy. Um that's just a bit of thinking out loud there. I had no reason to tell you that. So at would all, your
1: so would your main thing be songwriting, like or what?
0: Yeah, yeah. So I s like I started singing um uh how it all happened was I was in Boston, I was in high school or whatever, and I sang a song, The Pair of Brown Eyes by the Pogues, and that cover didn't go viral or anything. It maybe had like a thousand views. But the right people saw it. And that's the main thing. So I got booked to sing at a pub in Quincy that is now gone. Quincy's like a suburb of of, uh, Boston, the second biggest town or whatever. But And so I started gigging there. And then the next day, I'm singing for the former mayor of Boston, Ray Flynn, at his house in Southie. And then it just kind of kept building up from there. And January, I supported... um, the hardy bucks in galway when they did a gig here which was great and then i was supposed to do a gig with rob corcoran who wrote a song for christy moore and my name is actually i have the tweet screenshot my name is on christy moore's twitter saying oh supporting and then this whole lockdown came and threw a whole kind of wrench in the gears but yeah songwriting would be kind of the main thing all right
1: and would you are you on TikTok?
0: I am, yeah. Well, I was, and then I deleted it because of the whole, like, China might be selling my data. And I'm not happy that they're doing it. I'm not happy that the Americans are doing it either. But um, I just was like, yeah, no, I don't need this right now in my life. So I deleted it. Plus, I was addicted to it as well. I mean, I'd be scrolling through it for hours mindlessly. So I had to get rid of that.
1: If I was... was, Listen, here's my my two cents on your situation and not that i know the whole background at all but and it's easy for me to say oh tiktok because mine just blew up and it wasn't even because of me it just fucking happened but if i was you i would be going i'd be on tiktok I first first i'd have one rule no scrolling so whenever you go on tiktok you only go on to post and then you get the fuck out of there that was what. That's what I did when I was posting every day. Because I know you can scroll for hours. Second thing is, I literally like TikTok is so simple. If you put up a TikTok video every day, just even singing, even at the start, just singing your own songs or not your. I mean, singing covers, but they only have to. It only has to be a quick verse or a quick chorus. Literally, keep them short, like 15, 20 seconds every day, you could just get a random video, like you said, the right people saw, you could get a random video, could get, a million views, out of absolutely nowhere, and then, and then when you get a few followers, then you start putting up your own stuff, so, especially if you're in lockdown, and and you're not, doing, you've, the the time, I would one thousand percent, if I was you, get on TikTok, no scrolling, but, just fucking record, and, and you have the decent mic there, and whatever, and just, fucking put it up and, does not, and, and do all these duets and and all, like, if someone else is... People always do these things where, like, it's be some random person produce like, a, a bit of a beat or something. Not, not, like, a hip-hop beat, but just a random kind of, like, instrumental. And they'll be like, duet this and sing over it. And you duet it, sing over it. And then that could get a million views. Like, anything could get a million views on TikTok, so I'd be going crazy on TikTok if I was you.
0: Yeah, I should be. I should be. I'm definitely, I put something up because uh, the episode before, actually no, about four episodes before this one airs, um, I just put up a, a little clip of a poem that this actor Aaron Donner recited. Now, Aaron is, he's famous for Galway, but he wouldn't be like a huge name or anything, you know what I mean? Like he's he's been in a few films and whatever, but he did this poem about uh, lockdown and Spanish arch and all this kind of stuff, and I put that with the words to the poem. Him speaking, I put that on TikTok and it's already got like eight hundred views. And his his podcast episode is the most popular one that is like the most popular twenty four hour debut that has ever occurred. So it just goes to show like the power of TikTok. But you're right, I should. I'm gonna I'm gonna start TikToking now more often because of you. So thanks for the. yeah
1: and you know let me let me give you one more uh not even advice but just one more thing that i would do that i i tell myself i'm gonna do and then i i kind of don't but i would record it's it's good for tiktok because you you can do this i would record and have about 10 tiktok videos ready. So maybe over the space of a week or two weeks, like you're you're not it doesn't have to be tomorrow because let's be honest, you're not doing that on TikTok now. So what's two weeks of a difference. Over the next yeah. two weeks, record ten, not five, not six, ten TikToks, have them ready to go, and then in two weeks put them up ten days in a row. The reason I say that is if you just do one, two, three and they're not getting anywhere, you'll stop Far after the, the third. Whereas yeah. if you if you have if you have ten you you'll be You'll have that it'll fuck with your head. Oh, why are these TikToks only getting five views, six views? But the tent could get a million out of nowhere. So yeah. I would have ten ready to go and then just post them ten days in a row and and the work is already done.
0: Yeah, that's that's actually what happened oh. to me the last time. I just burned out, but um yeah. No, it's it's good advice. <clears throat> have you um have you anything else to say in kind of wrapping? We're coming up on an hour here, and just so the listeners know, like I'm very thankful for your patience because there was a lot of technical difficulties and we almost had to scrap this. But then, you know, everything worked out. So um, thanks for your yeah, patience again. Yeah, it was on my
1: end. Um, no, nothing else for me. I'm I'm very impressed with your. you know, I'm, it's not like I've been on loads of podcasts. I've been on a few, but I'm I'm extremely. You're kind of like me. You want to get things right, and if I was bringing someone on, I would be that very much deep dive and doing as much research as I can and um, because it makes them kind of I suppose respect the interview a bit more and actually give a bit more energy towards it you know if you didn't know anything about me you're just like oh tell me about Guinness and TikTok and I'd just be like oh this guy doesn't really even know who I am but you do your research so that's definitely a good thing and yeah it's been fun that's all I can say it's been a pleasure
0: yeah no likewise and uh, thanks for coming on there's uh, so much more i could talk about to be honest with you but i like to i like to keep it to tight to an hour but um yeah so uh look we'll get it we'll get a quick of lads in for the occasion because when am i going to get to do yeah. this again on the podcast I you say your famous catchphrase there my
1: point is gone but slanty lads <laughs>
0: there we go there we go that's a, that's a good way to end it Before I begin today's episode, I would just like to give a special thank you and recognition to Kendra. Kendra is our first and currently only $10 10 euro Paddy tier member over on patreon.com slash Ireland and beyond. If you join our Patreon, not only are you supporting me as someone who doesn't get any coronavirus unemployment, hasn't had a musical gig in over a year... Not only will you be supporting me, but you will get early access to the audio episodes, your own RSS feed for the audio episodes, you will get video only episodes that the public do not get, and you will get stickers as well, and I also read out your name. So if you want to support me and you like the podcast, please consider joining patreon.com slash Ireland and beyond or visit irelandandbeyondpodcast.com for more information. I also ask that if you can't support me financially, please consider leaving a five-star review and a nice little write-up on iTunes as well. It really helps with the metrics. Thanks, folks. And now back to this week's episode.